Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday night, and you know exactly what that means. It's time for the real conversation with Shayna Thornton. Let's talk America with hosts. Shana Thornton is your radio talk show spotlighting the critical issues of today. She is certain to feature expert guests and celebrities each and every Tuesday night. She is a celebrated newspaper columnist, popular blogger, and award-winning radio talk show personality who has a passion for groundbreaking discussions. Here she is. Let's welcome the one and only, the engaging host for the national show. Please give it up for Shana Thornton. Well, good Tuesday evening, everyone, and welcome to your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. Of course, I am Shana, and I am so excited that you have opted to join us this Tuesday night. It is July the 14th, 2015, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you should know that at Let's Talk America, you will always find talk radio with substance. We truly are elated with joy that you are with us tonight, this very night. And we want to welcome everyone, our returning listeners and our brand new listeners, to a national show for the entire community. And that does include every member of your family. This show literally is for everyone. It's not a right-wing show. It's not a left-wing show. This is a family universal show where we bring the topics and the issues to your world that need to be addressed. Now, we do aim to offer insight and expertise and helpful solutions that perhaps will impact and shape your life in a very game-changing manner. This national award-winning online radio talk show features relevant topics with celebrity guests and leading experts weekly. We do cherish your commitment to staying tuned in with us, and we thank you so much. And we have gotten all of the feedback. We continue to value and cherish your time with our show every Tuesday night. And I certainly want to acknowledge and thank those that go back and listen to the replay podcast. I've heard from you also. Thank you so much for your feedback and your commitment to staying tuned in. Even if you can't tune in with us live on Tuesday nights, you always find the time to go listen to the weekly segments. Now, for those that are tuning in right now that have the opportunity to be with us live every Tuesday night, do know that if you miss a portion of the show, perhaps, or if you simply want to listen to the entire segment again, you are welcome to do that. Just go and visit our brand newly designed website. Of course, that's www.letstalkamerica with shanathornton.com. Again, that's www www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com, okay? There you find all of the great information you need to know, even upcoming show segments, okay? So do check it out. Well, right now I want to announce that tonight's show topic will amaze you. We are talking about fertility and childbirth. Now, I don't want my men to uh, change the channel or tune us off. Please don't do that. This show is literally for all of us. You, Of course, you have mothers. You have sisters, uh, you have nieces, you have daughters. So you want to stay tuned in with us because, of course, awareness and education and knowledge is key to this life. You never know what information you may pick up that you're able to share with someone else, okay? And, of course, 
course, I am no medical expert, but my featured guest tonight, Dr. Angela Jones, the one and only Dr. Angela Jones, is with us, and she's going to break down everything you ever wanted to know about fertility. For instance, is it really true that you lose a, a fertility or your odds of having a child or conceiving goes down with age? Well, she addresses that head on. She's going to answer that tough question and many more. But right now, please lend me your ears for just a few seconds for some very important messaging. Stay with us. Our printing company, Lindemann Press, in McDonough, Georgia, is locally owned and operated by Ron and Cynthia Manson. We're glad to say this year, Lindemann Press International was once again rated in January the number one printing franchise in the printing industry by Entrepreneur Magazine. This is the 21st time overall that we have achieved the stellar rating. Our products, we print anything from brochures, tickets, booklets, embroidery on shirts, banners, promotional items, business cards with special coding, wedding invitations for your special day, and so much more. Our services. Our mission is to provide quality products and services timely and at a competitive rate. We help businesses to grow through feedback, advertisement, and direct mailing. We are committed to building long-term relationships with customers and employees. Our website is McDonough, com. Our phone number is 770-957-0012. Our address is 870 Hampton Road, McDonough, Georgia, zip code 30253. It's one half mile off of I-75. We take pleasure in meeting and exceeding our customers' expectations. Regina R. Tate is a Christian counselor, and she's written a book entitled There is a Bomb for That. The compilation is her platform to inspire and spread the love of God. The book is encouragement and motivation to get beyond and through everyday issues and problems using the Word of God. In addition, she shares some accounts of athletes and other well-known people doing admirable or not-so-admirable things to help push across her messages of encouragement. Tate combines her love of sports with her love of the Lord to inspire those of us who are on the Lord's side and others who are seeking reasons to trust in God. Within the book are articles or missives including Hold Fast, Gifts of the Cross, Call to Be Better, and Don't Get Weary, all of which remind us that God is always pulling for us to get to the other side of the room. In the missive, there's a bomb for that. Tate Vince, my head hurts because there is so little tolerance for the diverse prisms through which we see life, and there is a declining appreciation for the myriad ways we have come to survive life. She goes on to explain why her neck hurts, her eyes, her ears, her stomach, her feet, and even her heart hurts. But then she points out that she is not in a woe is me state of paralysis because she says, I have medicine. I have a bomb in Gilead. Her aim with the book is to remind all of us that we indeed have medicine for whatever ails us. Regardless of what the situation or the crisis is, there is a bomb for that. Books may be purchased on authorhouse.com or at amazon.com, or you may visit the website, thereisabombforthat.com, for more information. Hello, 
Hello, Let's Talk America. This is Carla Brown from Parenting Through the School Year. In my 13 years of parenting, I know that it's a challenge to ensure your child's academic success. In 60 years after Brown v. Board of Education, parents of children of color are still trying to keep their child from falling into the academic achievement gap. Parents, help close the achievement gap by not only making the big and little kids read, but also making sure they are strong in reading comprehension. This will help in scoring high on standardized tests. Also, if your child's not on the accelerated or honor track, do your best to get them there. These classes will help prepare them for college. Find more tips at www.parentsofthisschoolyears.com. A special thanks to all of our national partners and sponsors for Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. We appreciate all of your commitment to staying with us and also the teamwork. You know, speaking of teamwork, it certainly takes all hands on deck for the success of any programming. And thank you to all of our dedicated and loyal listeners. You make all the difference. I can't thank you enough. Do know that we appreciate everything. Well, everyone, you know we recently kicked off a brand new segment for Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, titled In the News, where we spend about one to three minutes updating you on the latest trending news topics of the day. It has been a success. Thanks for letting us know that you appreciate it, and we will keep it going, okay? So we deliver what you want here on Let's Talk America. I'm going to get to In the News, but right now, before I do, I want to encourage everyone right now, if you're out there on social media, go ahead and sign on. Please hashtag LTA, LTA, all capital letters for Let's Talk America, okay? Let family, friends, and colleagues, and everyone you're connected with on social media know that you're tuned in right now. And I will also encourage our individuals that go back and listen to the replay podcast, please do the same thing, okay? Even if it's at 3 a.m. in the morning, you're listening to the show again, do hashtag LTA. All right, we We are kicking off in the news for the week of July the 13th, 2015. In the news, heroin use in U.S. reaches alarming numbers. U.S. health officials have reported heroin overdose deaths, and the U.S. nearly quadrupled between 2002 and 2013, fueled by lower costs as well as an increased abuse of prescription opiate painkillers. In 2013, roughly 517,000 people reported that they had used heroin in the last year, a 150% increase from 2007. As many as 8,200 people died from heroin overdoses in 2013 alone. Heroin use has doubled among women. According to the report, individuals who abuse prescription opiates have a 40% times greater use, risk rather, of using heroin. The increased use has fueled sharp increases in overdose deaths throughout the nation this year. Bill Cosby's legacy continues to come into question. Popular comedian and actor Bill Cosby admission that he gave Quaalu to at least one woman he wanted to have sex with has caused a ripple effect on his public persona. The revelation was unsealed in court documents on Monday, July the 6th. Cosby lawyers fought to keep the testimony secret and out of the public eye. But U.S. District Judge Eduardo C. Robrino allowed a request by the Associated Press to unseal the deposition. Park officials at Disneyland in California confirmed that the Cosby statue, which had been a fixture in Disney's Academy of Television Arts and Sciences Hall of Fame for years, will be taken down. In the news, junk food and its impact on your brain? 
a study conducted by researchers at Oregon State University and published in the journal Neuroscience suggests that a high-fat, high-sugar diets have a detrimental effect on what they refer to as cognitive flexibility or the ability to adjust to changing situations. The research study was performed using laboratory mice that consumed different diets with varying levels of fat and sugar before completing a gamut of tests primarily mazes and basic puzzles, to monitor changes in their mental and physical functioning. The researchers paid specific attention to the types of gut bacteria present in each group. Principal investigator Kathy Manasso is on record saying that the work suggests that fat and sugar are altering your healthy bacteria system, and that's one of the reasons these foods aren't good for you. She goes on to state that it's not just the food that could be influencing your brain, but an interaction between the food and microbial changes. In the news, the flag finally comes down. The Confederate flag that flew for 54 years on government property in the state of South Carolina has been removed. The flag came down officially on Friday, July the 10th, 2015. Sitting South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley signed the historic legislation to remove the flag a day before. President Barack Obama called the removal of the flag a signal of goodwill and healing and a meaningful step towards a better future. And finally, in the news, a deal has been made. Just this morning, it has been announced that after 18 long days of negotiations, world powers and Iran struck a historic deal to curb Iran's nuclear program in exchange for billions of dollars in relief from international sanctions. This closely watched deal aims at averting the threat of a nuclear-armed Iran and another U.S. military intervention in the Middle East. Iranian President Hassan Rouhani said a new chapter has begun in his nation's relations with the world. But Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu called the agreement a bad mistake of historic proportions. President Barack Obama said the deal offers an opportunity to move in a new direction. U.S. Congress has 60 days to review the international agreement. Well, that concludes your end the news for the week of July 13, 2015. Do stay informed with Let's Talk America. We offer news talk with substance. Well, moving forward with tonight's a new segment, I want to go right into our words of inspiration for tonight. Of course, it's a tradition we've been doing since the start of the show, and I would like to keep with it. You know, uh, motivational speaker Jim Ron once said, the things that are easy to do are also easy not to do. Again, motivational speaker Jim Ron once said, the things that are easy to do are also easy not to do. I think that statement speaks for itself, but when you hear people say, that's easy, getting up and exercising, that's so simple, or starting your own business, it's quite simple, or to have the initiative to make real change in your life, whatever you're going through, uh, don't allow people's words, uh, which often uh, have no real malice uh, intent behind it. Sometimes people are just saying things. But remember change or anything, a self-starting, uh, any business, any project, it's easy to do, maybe, but it's easy not to do also. You could just sit there uh, and stay in the same zone. So if you do what you've always done, you're going to get the same results. Push for the life you know you deserve, a great life. So let's keep it going. Well, you should already know that the topic tonight is fertility and childbirth with the one and only uh, Dr. Angela Jones. She's all over out there in the media, uh, various media outlets, uh, sharing knowledge about 
child fertility and childbirth, and really issues dealing with women's health in general. And again, I want to emphasize that this show is for everyone, male and female. Please stay with us because knowledge, education is critical when it comes to anything. And tonight, we're putting the spotlight on health. Dr. Angela Jones is with us, okay? So let's get started. Before I do, again, I want to encourage everyone, please go ahead and hashtag LTA as you listen in, all right? And do send us feedback at any uh, suggestions for the show that you have. That's Let's Talk Shana at gmail.com. One simple email. All right, social media, let them know you're listening in. LTA. Hey, I'm going to bring in Dr. Angela Jones right now. Fertility and childbirth. Hello, everyone. I'm Latasha Matthews from Columbia, South Carolina. And I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. Hi, I'm Nikki Smith. I'm in Dallas, Texas. And I love listening to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. I love the fact that it's a family-friendly show and it has great guests. It has great music submissions, and I think she's doing a wonderful job, and I will continue to support it, and I encourage you to as well. Thank you, and have a blessed day. Hey, how you doing? This is L. Hustle from Detroit, Michigan. You're now tuning into the Let's Talk America with your host, Shannon Thornton. Hi, this is Carol from Atlanta, Georgia, and I listen to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. It's Tuesday night, listeners of Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton, and we are putting the spotlight on fertility and childbirth. And I am honored right now to have with me a very celebrated and respected OBGYN, Dr. Angela Jones. She's actually in practice in Freehold, New Jersey. Many people in the surrounding communities know her by simply Dr. Angela. Dr. Angela, happy Tuesday. How are you tonight? Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm excited to be here. Oh, thank you. We are grateful, of course. Uh, we love putting the uh, spotlight on issues that matter to our national and international community. And this show is for everyone. I want to emphasize that it's not just for women because we're spotlighting fertility and childbirth. Of course, men have wives and partners, and they have mothers and sisters, and they have daughters. So it's important to educate ourselves about the issues that matter, especially our health. You know, Dr. Angela, I want to get right to it. Let's talk about the F word, fertility, right now. You know, are more women seeing issues with conceiving, and why or why not? I'm sorry, can you please repeat the question, please? Sure. Yeah, I want to know, we're talking about the F word, fertility, as you know, as an OBGYN, it's a popular concept. You know, are more women seeing issues with conceiving? Why or why not? You know, Shana, that's a really interesting question. And the answer to that is both yes and no. Um, yes, depending on the age, you know, certainly women are putting career first and family later a lot now. Um, and so certainly sometimes as women age, uh, one of the words that you commonly hear in my realm is AMA or advanced age. And that's, you know, any woman that's over the age of 35. Um, sometimes women that meet that criteria will have um, some trouble um, conceiving. And most of that can be attributed to just defining the quality of eggs uh, or, you know, of her ovarian function. You know, that... Flip side, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead, Dr. Angela. I was going to say on the flip side of that, you know, sometimes a lot of younger women will also have fertility issues. And some of these things really can be altered um, or improved with lifestyle modification. You know, things like obesity, okay. um, you know, cholesterol issues, thyroid function. I see. And there are a lot of other things 
um, that really directly impact the woman's ability to succeed. You know, I think a lot of individuals, non-medical, of course, the ones that, uh, myself included, that do not have the expertise of someone like you, Dr. Angela Jones, of course, better known as Dr. Angela, you know, they think, well, getting pregnant should be easy, right? I mean, parents did it. Often grandparents or great-grandparents had maybe five to ten kids. But you're saying it's so much more than saying, hey, you want to get pregnant, especially if a woman perhaps is under 35, that really her health overall should ideally be intact. Exactly. Something as simple as being overweight can can hugely impact a woman's fertility. Wow. A lot of times people don't think of that. You know, tell me this. You brought up uh, the, you said it so eloquently that more women are choosing to put careers and, and different things, education ahead, or maybe saying, I'm not ready yet. I want to wait until I'm more financially stable. So you're saying that often that uh, puts into uh, the notion that women are waiting and they're later and they're over 35 often and there can be issues. Is there an ideal time to conceive? Is it in your early 20s, mid-20s, or it's no such thing? Ideally, your ovarian function is going to be optimal when you're in your, you know, early 20s, mid-20s. Once you hit the 30s, ovarian function will start to decline, and certainly once you hit 35, then we do worry about women's ovarian reserve. Now, that's not to say that women over 35 can't have children, because I'm in a practice where we have scores of women that are over 35 that have kids. I personally was 37 when I have my daughter. Okay. You know, when you keep other things in mind, like good health, you know, lifestyle choices, it doesn't necessarily have to be an issue. Yes. But, you know, it's just something to be cognizant of. Okay, and that's that's very good information. You know, tell me this, fertility treatment seems to be very popular. Uh, more and more I see the billboards uh, where I am in Atlanta, and I have uh, colleagues and friends in other areas, and they're saying it, it's popular. It's everywhere. Any concerns as a population should people be aware of or know, or you're saying it's completely safe? I'm sorry, repeat your question again. I'm talking about fertility again, Dr. Angela. It's a very popular concept, as you know, being an OBGYN. Yes. You know, is there, are there any concerns that we should be uh, aware of as individuals may proceed and go into fertility treatment to conceive? No, honestly, you know, my, my friends and colleagues that are REI, and that's reproductive endocrinologist and fertility specialist, um, you know, they take very good care of women that are having issues with, with conceiving. And again, you know, there are a lot of underlying factors as to why women have, you know, issues conceiving. One fact that I will throw out to you, however, is that it's not just about the women. I know this show is for everyone, but 30% of fertility issues are male factors, which is why men are also a part of the workup. Wow. Um, and again, there are a lot of underlying medical issues, whether it's hypothyroidism, elevated prolactin levels, and again, obesity. There are modifiable risk factors um, that can greatly, you know, once addressed, enhance a woman's fertility. My friends that are REIs and deal with fertility issues, you know, the medications that they have certainly do have minimal risk, but by and large, it's, it's safe. Okay. 
You know, you are listening to your National Family award-winning radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. We offer real talk for real people. We are putting the spotlight tonight on fertility and childbirth. And as Dr. Angela just so eloquently pointed out for all of us, that uh, when it comes to conceiving, when it comes to uh, pregnancy, it's not always just about that female. As she pointed out, uh, somewhere around 30% of men may be the cause why there are issues with conceiving, and that is just powerful information for all of us to be aware of. I want to go back to the pregnancy, the state of being pregnant. You know, what issues uh, could possibly occur? We want to be responsible, of course. Could possibly occur as a woman um, ages and becomes pregnant? Because obviously, I know you said your colleagues and yourself use an acronym when women are 35 plus. You know, uh, why why is there a concern when women may conceive at 45 or 50? Well, again, you know, being advanced maternal age, the primary concern um, is just, you know, being at an increased risk for chromosomal and genetic issues. Probably the most common one that, that your listeners are going to be privy to is Down syndrome, neural tube defects, things like that. But certainly, just from a normal pregnancy standpoint, being advanced maternal age will put a woman at an increased risk of C-section, things like gestational diabetes, things like hypertensive disorders, things like preterm delivery. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And again, that's not to say that those things will necessarily happen, but again, just based on age alone, once a mom is considered an infertile age, she definitely is at an increased risk for those things. Hmm. You know, and obviously, again, we want to be aware of all of the information. That's why we're focusing on fertility and childbirth tonight on LTA Let's Talk America. You know, Dr. Angela, I I read a lot, and I see um, that when it comes to fatality rates, okay, that uh, for a lot of women 18 to 40 years old, I believe that's the exact age range, that childbirth um, is often the number one reason for death outside of accidents and other countries worldwide. And this nation, seemingly to myself and uh, friends of mine, it doesn't seem to be that way. People go in the hospital, they have babies, they come out, they get treated by great OBGYNs like yourself and others. But let me ask you this, uh, to be responsible, how serious is childbirth? You know, Shana, that is such an interesting question. It's a great question because, you know, like you say, you know, our grandparents, our great-grandparents, they were dropped in like five, eight, ten kids without any issue, okay? And so it's almost like, really? You know, with all these advances, you know, it's still such an issue outside of the United States. The biggest issue um, that a lot of hospitals really make sure that that their teams and staff are able to address is postpartum hemorrhage. And postpartum hemorrhage probably in your reading is the number one cause of um, related pregnancy deaths outside of the U.S. Okay. And, of course, I'm assuming that because the U.S. being a developed nation, uh, better about the hospital systems, as you just pointed out, where perhaps in other countries where um, there's a lot of poverty, maybe in rural areas where there are not hospitals, when that exactly. – yeah, okay, so after the, after the childbirth bleeding occurs, they're not able really to get medical help immediately. Exactly, it, and, it, and you're right, it comes down to resources, you know, whether it's certain medications that we're able to give uh, to help alleviate the bleeding, um, you know, access to resources to be able to perform emergency, you know, surgeries in a sterile environment. And again, these are things that we routinely do here and take for granted that are not available 
um, at outside facilities, and I'm speaking specifically outside of the U.S. Yes, powerful information right now with the one and only, the very popular Dr. Angela is on with us, talking, of course, about fertility and childbirth. I want to continue along with the birthing process, Dr. Angela, right now. Of course, uh, we wouldn't have all the time in the world to go through every single element, but uh, this show and a lot of the questions are based off of questions that came in from our uh, listeners, and we appreciate everyone. You know, tell me this, what are some reasons for a woman having to need a cesarean, that C word that some women tend to dread? <laughs> there are many reasons why a woman might need a C-section. One of the more common ones is the baby not being head down okay. or malpresentation, if you will. Uh, your your um, listeners probably would be more familiar with the word breach or baby, again, being feet first. Okay. Anytime that a baby is not presenting head down into the pelvis, um, then they will need a C-section. Okay. Another reason that women will need a C-section will be if it was a medical emergency, i.e., you know, um, there, there was a medical indication and the patient was revoked from delivery. Okay. okay? Um, sometimes women go into labor and then their labor arrests or stops. You know, they stop dilating beyond a certain point or they sometimes can get to being completely dilated and then the baby just doesn't want to be sent into the pelvis. Those are some of the more common reasons that women have C-sections. And, of course, now we're living in a day and age where women opt sometimes, specifically if they know that they're going to have a smaller family, to have an elective C-section. You know, Dr. Angela, when women hear that C-word, when they're going in for their routine OB check and, hey, everything is great with the baby, and then the doctor may say the baby is breached, maybe there's some other concerns. And a lot of times, just being realistic, some women can become down about that. But if you can, reassure them, uh, in this nation rather, that uh, cesareans are often very successfully done, right? Yeah, you know, the C-section, you know, a lot of people kind of – to the C-section, but the C-section is actually one of the more common surgeries performed in the U.S. As a matter of fact, it's so routine that a lot of times people forget that it's, you know, quotation, a real surgery in quotation. Um, you know, C-sections are very routine, um, you know, in the U.S. And one thing that I always encourage women specifically is just make sure that you are a very active part of any medical care that you are receiving. Beautiful. I think that one of the common misconceptions and fears uh, that are often associated with C-sections just has to do with women not knowing. Okay. And if you have a physician that is doing their job and informing you and teaching you and coaching you all along the way, if perhaps the C-word or C-section does come into play, it shouldn't be a huge surprise to you because you will have been well-informed. That's right. Mm, powerful information. Remember, knowledge is key, and that's what this show is all about. We have the one and only Dr. Angela with us right now. You know, tell me this. I know you hear this all the time, but say a woman has her first child. She has the cesarean, better known as the C-section through most of America. Will she always have to do it the second go-round or not necessarily? Not necessarily. Uh, what you refer to is a VBAC. That's a vaginal birth after C-section. And really the hugest determining factor of whether or not a woman is going to be what I consider a good candidate for VBAC is going to be what the indication for the initial C-section was. So if you had a woman that had a C-section for a breech presentation, i.e. the baby not being head down, that woman is a great candidate 
or trial of labor after a C-section. When you have a woman that had a C-section because maybe she had a multiple gestation and, you know, the first, the presenting twin okay. or the presenting baby was not head down. When you have a woman that has a C-section for something like a previa. Um, and I'm giving you examples of things that don't necessarily have to occur in the second pregnancy. Those are all great candidates for C-sections. However, when you start talking about women that had C-sections for any of the arrest disorders, and you heard me kind of mention that women that spontaneously went into labor, yes. but somehow the labor stopped because, number one, they just stopped dilating. Or number two, they got to, you know, be complete in trying to push the baby, but the baby just wouldn't come down. Okay. Women that typically have C-sections for arrest disorders do not fare very well with feedback. That's not to say that, you know, it's not impossible, but the success rate for women that have C-sections for those indications tends to go down. And we want to be smart, and like Dr. Angela pointed out, she's the expert, I'm not, but you want to be as active and involved with your health care as possible. And, of course, to everyone listening, not just about childbirth, as she pointed out, and she's an OBGYN, but as she said, with any care that you're having. So please be just aware, ask those questions, research, and I know you would agree with this, Dr. Angela, if someone forgets or say they get anxious when the doctor comes in the room, have those questions written up ahead of time possible, right? Exactly, exactly. As a matter of fact, it's one of the things that I highly encourage. Whenever my patients come in to see me, they bring out their notebook, their iPhones, you know, their their iPads, and we go over a list of questions. Even in your absence or in your physician's absence, if something comes to mind, write it down because at every visit, you should have, you know, an opportunity to address any concerns or questions that you might have. And the one thing, Shana, that I really want your listeners to know is that they are the biggest piece of their medical care. You know, as physicians, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to provide care. And, you know, certainly if you are not with a physician that is willing or able to take the time to address your concerns, I, I would vote you to find another physician. Okay, mm, good advice, and, and that's with any situation, of course. You know, I want to go back to uh, the childbirth issues before we allow you to leave because you have such great information. You're such a, a great resource for everyone, national and international. How safe, in your opinion, uh, are home births? Because it seems to be a term thrown around a lot. We see some celebrities who've opted to do the home births. You know, I know there are some individuals who've had births in hospitals who have some, uh, of course, uh, hesitation or reservations about that. But how safe is that? And is that for everyone? You know, Shana, I'm going to tell you to each their own, but, you know, I am not a huge fan of home births and home deliveries, and it's only because in a home, I don't have all the resources that okay. I need in case of an emergency. Okay. Mm, and that, to me, not being a doctor, but sounds like a practical and logical uh, concept and response. You know, are ultrasounds safe? I'm seeing everything. Uh, you know, you see it in the newspaper. You see it online, 3D, and now I believe even 4D, right? I think ultrasounds are available. Are they safe, Dr. Angela, for a woman who's expecting? You know, Shana, ultrasounds are fine. And certainly during the course of a pregnancy, the number of ultrasounds that a woman might have is going to depend on, 
you know, how closely her pregnancy is being followed. Okay. Some women will have an ultrasound just at the beginning of a pregnancy to date the pregnancy, and then typically an 18 to 20 week scan, uh, which is the anatomy scan, looking at, you know, the general overview of baby, all the organs, to make sure that everything is developing, you know, well, the right way. And then they won't have any. But then certainly we have other women that are considered, you know, more high risk that will have scores of ultrasound okay. throughout the pregnancy, you know, whether we're following things like the amount of fluid around baby, whether we're looking at placental function, whether we're following, you know, baby size because of, you know, concerns of growth. So by and large, the answer to that is yes, ultrasounds are safe. Great, great information. You know, before you leave us, we have many listeners, and right now uh, men and women are on the line and they're tuning in. Uh, we have some adolescents also, and of course the show is about education and awareness. You know, it, what's the best piece of OBGYN or gynecological advice you can give the families listening in right now? Because, of course, I know you, we talked about fertility and childbirth tonight, um, which is a critical piece of a conversation for the world to have. But we know there are other things that you treat, and we're going to have you back on to talk about those things, dealing with the cervix, dealing with the ovaries also. Um, but what's the best piece of medical advice to all those listening right now from California to the uh, nation's capital of Washington, D.C. to Miami, Florida, what's your best piece of information for them to carry on with? My best piece of information as an OBGYN is go for your annual exam. It's not just about the pap smear, but it's about overall wellness. And to kind of piggyback on that, I would say make sure that you are an active part in your medical care. Mm. Powerful. Information is key. We bring awareness here on your national award-winning journalistic news talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. Before you leave us, the one and only, the popular, the very much loved, and we can see why, because all of the great information you offer. Dr. Angela Jones uh, was with us and was with us, um, of course, for the last few minutes, talking about fertility and childbirth. We're going to have you back on, but before you leave us, tell our national and international listeners where they can go to find out more information about you. If you want to reach me, you can contact me and, and read all about me at my website. It's www.askdrangela.com. That's A-S-K-E-R-A-N-G-E-L-A.com. Uh, ask the question, and I will gladly respond. Shana, thank you so much for having me on your show. It's been a real honor and privilege. Thank you so much, Dr. Jones. Keep sharing all your information. You're key. Sure thing. Congratulations, on-air personality Shana Thornton on being named the recipient of the 2015 Bold Award in Human Dignity. Your journalistic work on spotlighting the leading topics and people of today makes a difference. Keep up the great work. Well, everyone, thank you for tuning in this Tuesday night. Again, it is July the 14th, 2015. Uh, what a great conversation with the one and only Dr. Angela Jones. We appreciate all of her efforts to sharing great information with the national community. Well, do join us next Tuesday night, same time, same place. We've got more interesting topics that matter. 
to you. Again, the website to check out is www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com. Or if you forget that, no big deal. Simply put in the show's title, Let's Talk America, which hosts Shana Thornton, and any of your favorite search engines, and you are bound to find us. Do connect with us on social media. Uh, quick reminder, if you're out there on Twitter, if you love sending those tweets, connect with us. Our handle there is SS Thornton, SS Thornton, okay? So thanks for everything, everyone. But if you know me and you know the show, you know we appreciate great music as much as we do great conversation. And tonight we're putting the spotlight on musician Stephanie D. Sanders. Musician Stephanie D. Sanders, an awesome vocalist. I had the opportunity to attend the Bold Awards, the 2015 Bold Awards, a few weeks ago. And this young lady just blew me away with the performance of the song that we will feature tonight. I Am Who I Am. What an empowering song, okay? Talk to you next Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m., same time, same place. Keep the conversation going. Stephanie D. Sanders, I Am Who I Am, will close us out. Have a good one. All content original, copyright 2015 by Paget and Thomas Enterprises, LLC.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.